0: Here we go. We have a look at everyone's favourite football club, the Collingwood Football Club. This season, 2015.
1: Yeah, love them or you hate them, and uh, even someone that loved them hated it. Yeah. This season,
0: so <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Yeah, such is the life of being the powerhouse supporters. Well, I mean they're the Yankees of, yeah.
1: of the AFL. Yeah. Um, so and relishing the role of us first them mentality and
0: it, yeah, I mean they've always. Um, Taking that on board as part of their marketing, and yeah, and uh, you know, it's you know, with us or against us, us against the world.
1: And I do like the fact that they'll meet up at whatever they call their center from year to year and do the march over across the uh, bridge across to the, the MCG.
0: I think it's the Westpac Center at the minute, yeah, know, be the it'll, it'll Center. it change next
1: season. And I think i gonna like, give him a free plug on our podcast. I've
0: got a feeling it is changing next year too. I don't know what I think, it's Eddie, or something. Oh, fuck knows.
1: Um, but yeah, I do, I do like that little sort of bit of flair from their supporters there. I think it's a good, you know, morale booster when you're going in. Get people in the early.
0: And without sucking up, uh, the thing Collingwood does do is they... When it comes to uh, the fixtures and that kind of stuff, they do accommodate a lot of other teams like um, North Melbourne or Melbourne yeah. who need the cash injection. they go, right, yeah. mate, we'll play... We only play you once this year. It'll be your home game. Yeah. So, you know, you get the gate receipts.
1: And even a few different codes of football that have been here, they've teamed up with. Remember, yeah. they did the... You Could buy a Collingwood membership and you'd get, get a Storm or a Storm or might Renegades. Been, might have been Storm. I can't remember that. Or it might have been A League where you'd be able to do the back on oh no, A League was in summer. Back yeah. to back. Yeah. I'm pretty, sure I'm pretty
0: it might have been the Renegades yeah. or, or the Storm. Sure Whichever it was. It which, was a
1: different code and you'd be able to just slip straight across yeah, which um, makes sense. after the day match at the MCG and watch the night match.
0: Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, so let's have a look at 2015. Um, Collingwood finished 12th with 10 wins. Um, yeah. But it it does feel... Uh, it, it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, they missed out on finals.
1: Yeah. I think this is where you, you expected them to finish, but for different reasons. Right. Like, I think that they had a lot of young talent that really stood up, which sort of got them to this position, but with the injuries that they had, it was always very difficult to play
0: finals. One of the worst injury lists I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, and so with that, with that injury year. list, I think they sort of overachieved in the fact that their young talent sort of stood up and got them to where they were which is you would just expect them to finish their bouts on merit if they yeah. didn't have much injuries. But, yeah, so I thought they, they finished where they probably were around about um, with a clean slate, but for different reasons they got there.
0: Like I said, at the end of the year, I mean, the feeling from the outside was, yeah, they missed finals, finished 12th, but they weren't that disappointed. They, they no. went, okay, we finished 12th, but there's reasons, yep. you, know? Um, you yep. know. And they lost beams before the start, of the,
1: yeah. the start of the year as well. Turned to be a big loss with how, how his form was up north as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a quality player. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, so, yeah,
0: yeah, Um, but uh, so we'll have a look back at the the good the good side of 2015 for them and yeah. their best wins. Yeah. Um, and I think with Collingwood, you always started Anzac Day. Yeah. Um, the fact that uh, they got up over uh, Essendon, and this was early in the year, still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, while Essendon always had that um, appeal uh, cloud over them. Yeah. I mean, two weeks earlier, they beat Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, and I think from memory of that game, the Essendon got out to a flyer and then that was it. It was quarter time was the last chance they had at uh, yep. doing anything worthwhile.
1: Yeah, and I think Essendon um, were sort of almost putting the shepherd on Collingwood for a bad year with all the yeah. shit that was going down there. So I think uh, Bucks can thank old mate Hurdy for putting on a little bit of a, a distraction.
0: Yeah, ran right away with it in the second half. I was kind of a little bit off on that one. But anyway, um, the, the good news of it too was... Uh, anytime anybody has a go at Dane Swan in the media, comes out and goes, yeah, yep. I'm still a fucking footballer. Yeah, exactly. It's How it. can you not like Dane Swan?
1: Well, that's it. He's one of those club players that, it doesn't matter who he plays for you, he's going to get fans from uh, across the yeah. divide, if that makes sense. Um, just the way he goes about his footy and the honesty, he's someone that you yep. relate to. Because like, obviously most supporters uh, grow up playing footy in whatever league they are, and there's a swanny at every club. Absolutely. Like character-wise and talent-wise.
0: Um, it's great in these... Era of you know media training and one week at a time and um, carefully managed social media profiles um, that he can be himself. Yeah, and like all the you know dinner with some bloke, some dodgy bloke at a restaurant in Lygon Street yeah. doesn't bother me in the least.
1: Nah, I couldn't give a shit what he does. No, no I, I mean be- if
0: he's firebombing, okay, we got an issue. Exactly, but if exactly. he's sitting down having a PLA yeah,
1: yeah, could not care. It's just I think it's just more uh, the way he looks. He's not fitting fitting the sort of corporate side of. Promoting his own football club and the
0: most corporate football club in in the land.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, they've got what fifty other players on a roster of A's and B's. So about. yeah, you can pick any other talent. You know, you got uh, the penalty there. So
0: he just keeps keeps delivering. It, it's also good, you know, in um, modern footy where it's all athletes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where this little waddler. Yeah, can still run rings around you people. Know,
1: a little stumpy duck legs. It, but did he re-sign this season? I think so. Which made him a... a he's going to be one
0: club player. I mean, for he, life. He's never going anywhere. Yeah, no. Just absolutely never. Um, so, even though it wasn't that great of a game, it's still Anzac Day. It's yep. still the biggest um, home and away game of the year, regardless. Yeah. And they got to win. So, yep. that's something they can take on into next year.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I had their best win as well. For Collingwood doing the research and going through the games what I kind of found was I think some of their best performances bar for what I think the Geelong performance was were actually in losses yep absolutely they had some losses that I thought they played really well and that's what staved off the criticism that would usually be leveled at them yep. for having such a bad win-loss record season if it makes sense
0: it's almost damning praise but they had good losses against yeah. like Sydney, Frio, yep. Hawthorne oh, That Hawthorne game important. they pushed them all the way
1: yeah I think there was a close ones against um, top 8 teams uh, ones they were a chance in as well. So uh, I'm pretty sure they lost small uh, small margin to Port Adelaide. Yep, uh, Might have been three zero in there as well. But Geelong, I had them as a good performance, best complete performance in a win. Um, especially, like I was talking about, the young players who stood up and, and really held their own. Taylor Adams was one that yep. had a real breakout year. Because
0: um, that was round 22? Yeah. Round 22. So it's late in the year. So that is at their lowest in terms of injuries. Yeah. And also, because you've had that injury throughout the year, you're bl- uh, blooding in the younger players. They're going to get tired and yeah. beat up. Um, to put in uh, an effort like that, where they were never really headed for the entire game.
1: No, and the thing with that game is you're playing Geelong, whose season was on the line. Yep, and with a still ex- had a chance. And with experienced team like that, that's when they usually step up. So for a team that didn't really have a whole lot of motivation to get up for that game, yep. to, to put on that display, I thought, was a real credit to... Um, the players and they had the the regular people stood up, but Taylor Adams, I think he had like thirty six disposals or something, um, just killed it, killed it. Yeah,
0: was it his first year at Collingwood this year? A big recruit from was. GWS? Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling
1: it was. I think it was. And what was really key for Collingwood was that they needed to be able to just diversify their goal scorers yep. if they're going to beat big teams, and that's what they managed to do really well here. And it's, it's always been a blessing in disguise with Cloak having sort of bad stretches and then being forced to go up the ground because yeah. he does good work up the ground when he's and when he's facing the goal.
0: It's so frustrating to be that dominant um, body wise in, yeah. in the marking contest, yeah. and to see him. I think was it this year against Richmond or last year against Richmond? He's slotting him from the boundary line, and yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I then Richmond, yeah, twenty meters out, dead in front. Look, yeah, uh, as horrible as it is to say, you've got to say you are not a key forward anymore, boy. Yeah, yeah. go down back. You could probably kill a, 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 i don't know a Josh Kennedy. Yeah, or, yeah, um, I don't know any other key forward.
1: And I think the only thing that sort of stimmed that approach was they didn't have enough of uh, forward-running goal scorers to be able to pick up the slack. You had yep. the stand-ups with, um, for solo, players yep. some good games. Elliot. Elliot was also the the key standout, But you couldn't... Well, until this season, you wouldn't be able to revolve a game plan around that strategy because yeah. you weren't really sure who was there and who was going to stand up. But I think now you've shown the... Cloak can come up the field, and when he's running towards goal, does really awesome things and yeah. makes them have to be accountable from a lot further up the ground. So you can't set a zone that's really central around stopping
0: his leads. I think he has a fairly long kick too, and his field yeah, kick is huge. not that bad. Yeah. When he's yeah. taking marks up on the wing, yeah. I mean, it's funny because a key forward, um, when you're playing against somebody like that and you go, okay, he's getting all these positions up the ground, yeah. you, know, you know what, the key backman's doing his job. Yeah, With Collingwood, you're not that – you don't mind it if – if uh, Cloak's taking marks at set off yeah, yeah. back or yeah. on the wing. Because, um, yeah, you don't have to hold your breath while he's having a shot on goal.
1: And that's it. And if that's going to be sort of a concession the other teams make against you, then you have to be able to figure out how you're going to make them pay for for having that approach.
0: Do you reckon that uh, Cloak is very happy that John Butcher for Port Adelaide is still on a list?
1: I, I think Cloak is, is happy for a lot of things the season, <laughs> including the entire Essendon, 32 players, and... Butcher, uh, because that's what would happen eventually. Like if they were a bit more competitive for eighth place, yep. then the, the hammer would really come down and the pressure would be on. But at this point, there were so many distractions, and with the injury list, it was it was acceptable to understand you weren't going to make the the position that you
0: thought you were at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, The reason I brought up John Butcher was without him, um, I think Cloak's the worst kick for goal in the AFL. Yeah. He's good. He's lucky he's got uh, somebody else there. Um, The other good thing about that game was uh, Swan and Pendlebury weren't the ones dominating. I mean, Swan, uh, Pendlebury still had over 30 touches, but like you say, um, you had uh, others that are getting way up there, like even uh, Degui. Yeah. um, yeah, so there's the next brigade um, under their best wins. I also put uh, the Gold Coast Suns um, yep. because it was up at Metricon, um, even though it was a bit of a blowout, and yeah. you know the game was over in the third quarter um, last year. They got surprised by Gold Coast up there, so yeah. it was a little bit. We got to get our own back. Yep. Um, but also, it's just when you come up against those lesser sides, you need to beat them. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've had heartbreaking losses against. Yeah, uh, you know those top four top eights
1: and I think almost with uh, having to win uh, a lot of away games being Melbourne based teams it's good to get those confidence builders yep. when you're on the road against teams like Gold Coast where it's very foreign but there's some sort of team development that becomes from staying in the same hotels and being around each other and having a positive experience because you win the game yeah. away from home so I think that can sort of build up momentum amongst young squads especially who don't have that experience to rely on
0: um, so if that's the good news for them where's the bad news where are their worst losses for the year
1: well, it's it, there's lots of things you have to consider when you're thinking about Collingwood's worst loss because some of them had legit excuses, when long runs of injuries and yeah. bad matchups, maybe motivation. But to choose one it had to be against the Tigers. Um, they had, they just got dominated, and the thing is, it was a week after, a week before that they um, played Geelong. So even though it was a really bad loss, they fixed what they needed to fix against Geelong the next week. Yeah. Um, but it was, the score was 23 9, 147 to 7 goals, 14. Um, and Collingwood had 70 less disposals and 9 more inside 50s. So it's kind of hard to see. You didn't have much of the ball, but you had the opportunities inside your know, 50. But they just broke down across uh, in there and attacking 50. Um, the forward line presence allowed the, the Tigers to run as well. Yeah. So there was no uh, defensive forward line pressure. Another Tigers set up across the back line and half back. And they just ran and kicked over the top of their their um, zone.
0: Well, in the last quarter, they gave up nine goals straight.
1: Yeah. And that hurts. And six to Vickery.
0: And six to Tyrone. Yeah. That's... When you're making Tyrone look good, yeah. you've got to ask some questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're going to have to cheat off one man on the Richmond forward <laughs> line, it probably would be Tyrone. But after three goals or something, maybe just grab a Guernsey.
0: You know? yeah, somebody Put a go. body on him. Stand on him. See how you go.
1: Yeah. But even in the that really bad defeat, they did have one standout, which was, um, where are we? Levi. Levi there. Greenwood? Levi Greenwood, yeah. yeah who
0: come across from uh, North?
1: Yeah. Um, had the job tagging Cochin and tagged him out of the game very well. Um, he was one of the few people that put his hand up for the Collingwood team.
0: Well, just having a look here, uh, Greenwood had 24 touches. Where's Cochin? Cochin 13. Yeah. So, not only is he uh, tagged... Uh, Trent Cochin um, yep. the 2012 Brandlow medalist, yep. <laughs> <laughs> out of the uh, out of the game. He's got ten more disposals than him too, so that's not yeah. a bad fucking effort at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at all the other sort of Richmond hard ball getters; they all sort of dominated. Uh, Martin got plenty of it. You had Ellis, who still hasn't learned to kick on his left foot, which is great to see.
0: <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, who Even needs him? I mean,
1: Taylor Hunt got 25, so right there. Yeah,
0: there you go. Um, I also had. Uh, one of their bad losses was, uh, what round was it? Round 18. 18 against Melbourne.
1: Yeah, that was the other one I was considering.
0: Like, yeah, they got injuries, Yeah, but it's Melbourne. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yep. I know they're getting better, but okay, you, you you might drop a few games here and there yeah. against uh, some, some sides that you think you should beat, but Melbourne. Yeah. It's... Uh, and you lost by what was it? Fifty points. The, was, the best part was of fifty. A fair bit of the ends. 40, 40 odd points, whatever it was. Um, and Jack Watts is getting uh, twenty six touches. How?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, maybe you've lost faith in his ability to be able to do something, but he's still got some talent somewhere that you need to at least what keep an eye on what he's doing. He's
0: still playing. Yeah, he's exactly. still out there.
1: Yeah, and it seems like uh, a lot of attention went to Hogan and Watts is
0: just slowly chipping away at Snuck his in. inefficiencies there. Well, Jesse still bagged three goals, so that's not a bad afternoon for him. But yeah. um, Bernie Vince has had a day out 30, 30 uh, touches and three goals. It's not bad. Yeah, yep. um, So you'd hope that. I mean, there's another problem with Collingwood is their best tagger is McCaffrey, and he's obviously out for the entire yeah. year. Yep. Um, so they'll be looking for him to come back next year, and you, know, you won't see uh, Bernie Vince getting thirty touches and kicking three goals. Yeah. Um, you know, but let's let's tag Jack Watts. Yeah. Because if you remember back. The whole um, capitulation of Jack Watts in his very first game was against Collingwood. Yeah. On, is uh, it Queen's birthday that you play on the Monday?
1: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was.
0: Yeah. Um, the first, I remember the first time he touched the ball and Shane O'Brien and two others just buried yeah. him into the turf. Yeah. And you thought, oh my God, that kid's not ready.
1: Yeah. And that's it. You should be going through those experiences in you know, like when you're 16 playing A's, or yeah. whatever. But they don't have that. They always play graded um, age based football.
0: Just straight out of schoolboys into that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I had uh, Melbourne and Richmond as the two worst losses. But like I say, there are lots of other losses, but they were honourable losses. And yeah. like I think back to the Hawthorne game where that game was still... Yeah. They, they, if they still had a chance up until the last minute, yeah. you know there was just um, a little bit of Cyril Magic and yep. the game got put beyond them. Yeah, um, With a, a couple of extra senior bodies in there, yeah. you never know.
1: And I mean, the only other real exciting game that I think they were kind of involved in was, um, was it Anzac Day? No, not Anzac Day. The return, the second time they played Essendon, around 23.
0: Yeah, the final round of the year.
1: Great game. Great game. have you
0: no right to be a game?
1: Yeah. So if you're a Collingwood supporter and an Essendon supporter, that would have been sort of the game that you were most excited about because there's always a little something between those two.
0: Well, two teams that had nothing to play for and put on an absolute um, spectacle on a Sunday afternoon. It was game of the round. Sure, yeah. Well, when other teams are resting half their sides, yeah. um, you know, and even though Essendon got up, um, yeah. it's still it's a great game and yep. you give them a lot of confidence going into yeah. 2016.
1: And two teams that needed something for their supporters Some to go they into they the off season, so yeah, even though you, you want to get across the line, those ones you would have been happy to have that experience. End of the season, go out, MCG, enjoy yourself for uh, one
0: last time for what was a bit yeah. disappointing season. Just trying to see what the crowd numbers were on that day because obviously they play Anzac Day every year yeah. and they're going to get, what, uh, the best part of 100,000. Yeah. Um, so on round 23, on a Sunday afternoon, 40. Not bad. But it's still it's still 40, though. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been the lowest crowd for these two teams for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the way it goes. So who are their standouts then for
1: 2015? Well, they had a few. Had lots of usual contenders. Well, Penderbury
0: and Swan almost go without saying. You yeah. don't need to say any more. You, you know we're going to get yeah. out of them.
1: And you have to say Elliot. Like he was one that got some real excitement amongst the fans, and yeah. he's the one that will get little kids going for Collingwood, Absolutely. make lifelong
0: Collingwood supporters. Their little kids, his number on their back, taking screamers off their brothers' yeah. um, backs in the front yard.
1: Yeah, so I think he's the one that they'll really be able to market you know, going into the future and
0: build a little cult following around him. I think we've mentioned it before one of his great strengths is not just when he take, tries to take the big screamers and you know that's what he's there for that it's fine yeah um, it's when he hits the ground he bounces back up so yeah. quickly yeah he's like that? a cat yeah he's,
1: he's, like literally twists in the air you see when he goes to the high flyer he's consciously aware of what he's going to do after he lands yep. and so position yourself like that it's almost like in basketball because um, you know Collingwood love a, a basketball reference do
0: they? I haven't heard anything yeah. about You know,
1: that. when someone passes to you inbounds, and yep. it's when you catch it, when you jump in to catch it, you always set your feet way to the triple threat position yep. before you land. So yep. then you can Plenty do either. feet up.
0: so you can move either way straight away.
1: Yeah. And that's what he has a little sort of, it's almost like a um, innate feature of the way he thinks. So it's one, one thing that I thought was sort of sets him apart from the other youngsters who are doing good things, was that he has the footy brain.
0: Yeah. It, it's good to see a, a smart thinking footballer. Yeah. Rather than you know the yep. usual, I oh, get bored. What am I supposed to and do now?
1: I think, I think it's going to become good enough of um, someone that's a worthy adversary for the other teams. They're really going to hate him, which is a credit to him. If yep. it makes
0: sense. Well, I mean, he plays with Collingwood, so they're going to hate him. Yeah, with, exactly. Begin with, but yeah, if the other players hate him a little bit extra. That's yeah. nice. See, it's some love is tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had uh, Crisp in there. He's, he had yeah. a great year. Yeah, um, and part of their young brigade coming through. Yeah. Um, also, uh, steel side bottom. Um, I think he had his couple of injuries early on yep. in the year, but with um, Dane Beams leaving, because uh, yeah. they had you know three absolute elite midfielders in Swan, yep. and Beams, and you lost Beams, but that's fair enough. Okay, yeah. family reasons, all that kind of shit. Can't blame him. Um needed to step up. Step up. Yep. Um, I feel like he did. He, yeah, he, probably not to the same level as Beams yet, but he yeah. certainly showed that. Yeah, he's six or seven years into his career now. Yeah. Um, there is room for him to grow, and he's yeah. still um, growing in that sense.
1: Yeah. But I found that he showed that maturity when he could see what he needs to do to change the title of the game or something and tried yeah. to do it. He didn't sort of give up, and he tried to think his way through the tough situations that Collingwood faced in a lot of their games.
0: Um, and one last mention I'll give to Frost yeah. um, playing yep. down back, or... Um, they had a lot of injuries to Keith Backman and yeah. uh, obviously uh, Keith as well, who had the um, clean buterol or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, I think uh, someone someone spiked their cocaine. <laughs> Poor bastard. It's a bit um, shit, but how hey, okay, can you do? Know, get better sauces, dumb cunts.
0: But uh, Frost, or as I like to call him, um, Vegan Brock Lesnar, um, <laughs> he he had to play above his weight for a lot of the year, yep. and I th- think he held his own. Got beaten sometimes, but yeah. that's going to happen.
1: And that's the thing with they, that tier players, you just need a couple of them to stand up week to week. They can have yeah. a bad week, but someone else needs to pick up. And they had enough players to do that. Uh, the other mentions that I'll throw out is Taylor Adams and Fasolo. I thought yes. they both had some good games when they needed to. Had a bit of, I think it was injury to Adams, wasn't there? Yeah, didn't I think it? so. Or yeah. a late start. Um, so they they didn't have that much consistency. Fasolo was a lot more, but when they needed to be there, they stood up.
0: Um and I'll give a mention to Marley Williams as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. At the start of the year, uh, on the back of um, his NAB challenge form, I think I, I picked him to have a big year. Yeah. I, I almost, almost did. Um, but he certainly showed a lot that uh, of uh, upside to his games. He um, tried real hard. He did. And for effort. I think, um, never mind his off-field shit, he, he did show that little bit of mongrel about him. And yep. I thought, you need that, that yeah. little bit of edge. Yeah. Um especially with the way you know some players are coming through now uh, more on the athletic side of things. And that's yeah. not to say he's not athletic, but if you can throw your body around and show some weight in there.
1: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at
0: LifeLock.com slash aware. Especially when you've got a young side, you're not going to get pushed over as much. Yeah, exactly. People are going to think twice next time they go into a contest. Yeah. So I I like the hard nut.
1: Yeah, and that's sort of the double-edged sword is that they're not just that way on the field. Generally, off-field, they tend to be that. So (laughs) you want that on the field, but sometimes it's not as easy to rein in when they're off uh, doing what they do. Well,
0: Look, he got in trouble, you know, out the front of a nightclub. He did his time and and whatnot, paid his (laughs) penance. So you get on with it. You go, mate, don't do it again. Because if you do it again, you're gone. Yeah. You're finished. Just ask Dale Garland.
1: And let's be honest, the AFL drug testing regimen isn't really that intense. (laughs) You know what I mean? A couple of random piss tests here and there. Well, I think, um, they're not really doing USC
0: style, you started testing, are they? Well, I think you know they say so random. I think Dane Swan's been tested more than some sides have. Yeah, yep. Um, but anyway, keep, <laughs> keep trying, guys. You know, the next one's free. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, when you look at, at Dane Beams, you try to think, uh, Dane Swan. Dane sorry, Swan. Um, I couldn't think of a drug that would get him in that sort of shape. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely on EPO. He's definitely not taking steroids. Um, you, you might
0: check him for some burgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe he's he might be a bit high or maybe taking some acid or something, but I don't see how it's going to be performance enhancing. It's him a bit of a tripper.
0: All right, so let's have a look at 2016 then because it's onwards and upwards for Collingwood. Yep. Um, first thing we'll do is have a look at their their list. So their ins. They've got some yeah some big ins this year. Um, they got James Aish. Uh, has come home from Brisbane. Yep. Lives in Adelaide, but he's come home to Collingwood, so that's fair enough.
1: Well, you know, when you're homesick you've got to, you know go to a team that's worthwhile, don't
0: you? <laughs> when you're homesick for that money. <laughs> um, Jeremy Howe. Jeremy Howe coming across surprised the hell out of me. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: and I, I I really rate Jeremy Howe, not just for his hangers, but I think that uh, across half-back, he's almost a weapon. Because yeah. you can't, uh, a lot of players, uh, sorry, a lot of teams go to the, okay, we're going to go through this, 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 um, to try and get a forward 50. If that doesn't, we'll just bob it in long. Yeah. You can't do it. Because yep. you know, Jeremy Howes is going to float across and yeah. nobody can get near him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a, a massive pickup for them. Um, if he plays more forward, okay, maybe. Yeah. So there's going to be a high-flying forward line if he does then with him and Blair and Elliot,
1: Exactly, yeah. And the thing is, with someone like that playing across the half back, you can sort of have a safety to them going over the yep. top of your zone. Um, t- a couple of teams that had players similar, <clears throat> I think uh, we talked about them on end with Essendon, with... Um, his fucking name. across half-back with the ponytail. Hurley? Hurley, yeah. And was it Menzel for Carlton who was doing the same sort of role? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, both those teams are ones who need a defensive strategy, <laughs> so...
0: You get a lot of work out in those back lines. Yeah,
1: but what what I think are, can be key against is teams like Sydney and yep. even Hawks who are really sort of diligent in the way that they come out of their, their back line. You can really stop them and do to them what they will do to you.
0: Especially Sydney um, because... Their kicking is a, a suspect at sometimes, but because they've got Tippett and Franklin, yep. they can do that a lot of. Okay, here we go, bang! Yeah. You, you deal with it. Yep. And if you've got Jeremy Howe there, like neither of those two guys can jump. Yeah, um, he's going to be leaping over as third man up yeah. for those kind of contests. Jeez, he's handy. Yeah, um, and Adam Trelaw, who you know, surprised everyone. Yeah. Um, despite it being talked about from round one onwards that he's going to go to Collingwood at the end of the year. Yep. What a surprise!
1: Yeah. I think uh, Richmond threw in a little shade for him just him <laughs> in the club. So hey, how you going?
0: Did Richmond do that, or did uh, Adam Trelaw's manager do that?
1: Yeah, it would have been manager. Surely six of one. Pretty sure yeah. Trelaw was one eye on uh, both eyes in Collingwood.
0: Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes because he's obviously comes highly regarded, but um, yeah. you you got to show that yeah um, before you get out there.
1: That's it. And Collingwood have got players that are showing that. So going to be in for hot competition for the positions that he wants to slot into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, they are. Have a look at their off season. Their ends. You look. There's no superstars in there, yep. but they've got superstars. They've yep. got. I mean, Cloak still counts. He's yeah. one of the best contested yeah. marks in yep. the in the competition. Even though he can't kick straight. Yep. Swan and Pendlebury walks into any side and yep. starting midfield. Yeah. So it, they are looking for those. You know, ten to eighteen on yep. the list. Those type of players. Yeah. So maybe these guys you know, push in.
1: Yeah, and I think that having that competition for those spots yeah. might motivate those players and get them to a, a level that they wouldn't have been motivated to get at GWS.
0: Somebody that you would expect seven out of ten, you get eight yeah. out of ten out of. Yeah, you can win a lot of games doing that.
1: And you're going to learn off the best with uh, uh, the and Swan there
0: as well. But, and you've got resources. Yeah, don't worry about that. You've yeah. got resources. Um, so on the other side of things, they're outs. Um, so we've got some, uh, you know, delisted uh, rookies and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you uh, got Dwyer. Uh, Nathan Freeman, who was traded out. Yep. I didn't see that one coming. And, and Seedsman. Um, I thought Seedsman was um, well-liked. at Yeah, would, so uh, I so. thought
1: he did enough to, you know, he wasn't first. You, know, you wouldn't plan your uh, line around him or anything. No, but, but
0: 20, best 22. I just remember him doing some things that I thought yeah. were good. <laughs> um, now, uh, you've got to put a little asterisk next to Josh Thomas and uh, Lachlan O'Keefe because yep. of their... Um, their stakes were unfortunately spiked with the drugs they were taking that night. Yep. Um, but I mean...
1: It, uh, they weren't good enough to have it swept under the rug as well. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: they didn't bother with the lawyers. They, uh, I, you got to commend them. They went, yeah. you know what? We fucked up. Yeah. We'll take it on the chin. And Colin was standing by him, saying, you know, all right, look guys, you can't fucking play. Yeah. So you're not playing this year. We'll put you on the rookie list. We'll look after you. Yeah. It's a big effort for them to come back from that, you know, but we'll, uh, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um, they also lost Clinton Young. Um, which was a silly pickup to begin with. Yeah. Um, they paid. I think they. He was one of the first uh, free agents they got. He was a unrestricted free agent from oh, Hawthorne. Right. Yeah. He was broken at Hawthorne. Really. Like, he hadn't played. Like he played in the 2012 grand final. Yeah. But he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, his uh, his knees and ankles were just no good. Yeah. And when they lost that game against Gold Coast, it was because he dropped a sitter. Uh, right. um, so he got a bit of a paid uh, retirement, early retirement at Collingwood. Yeah. Um, so no. As harsh as it is to say, no big loss for him there.
1: No. Maybe they got it worth worthwhile through the information they got about Hawthorne's little strategies or something. Maybe. Yeah, who maybe.
0: knows? I, I don't know. I've never heard Clinton Young speak, but it yeah. doesn't look like he's the one you'd go to for the tactical insights. <laughs> yeah, probably right, because I have already heard of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> you go to him for his raking left boot. <laughs> and he, he showed it occasionally for Collingwood, but uh, never really got there. Yeah, don't need him. Um, so the other way you get players in is through the draft. Uh, so it was... Collingwood didn't really go hard at this year's draft no. um, they used a lot of their early picks in trading out for Trelaw and Aish and that kind of stuff Yeah. Um, so they got four players that I've never heard of yep. Braden Sear Tom Phillips Rupert Wills Ben Crocker but the important thing is they got four Melbourne players Yeah. Uh, kids that call Melbourne home or, yeah. or played in Melbourne Yeah. Um, so the go home factor is just not there for them
1: yep. uh, and that's it um, even with these young kids if they're Melbourne based boys then chances are they've had their eye on them for yeah. more than a few years and have been familiar with them so even though like a lot of these names are new to us when we just watch the draft and yeah. you're about the top 10 they'll be watching these guys for a long time and, and had lots of feelers out across the country in all those different leagues so they'd have quite a big dossier on all these people so
0: and I mean Collingwood's first pick was pick 32 so yeah. it's not like they're looking for somebody to slot into the best 22 right now yep. these are their 2018-2019 players
1: yeah um, and and that's it. The full strength Collingwood squad isn't as bad as their results would tell. Yep. So you, there's no need for panic. There's no need for mass overhaul of their squad or their strategy. Um, I think you're confident with Bucks. You know, I don't think he's going anywhere in a hurry.
0: So. Well, they're talking about extensions already. Yeah, But yeah. uh, we'll get get to that. Um, so let's have a look at their draw then. Uh, very interesting draw for uh, um, Collingwood this year. Yep. So we'll have a look at their double ups. They've got West Coast Eagles, Western Bulldogs, Richmond, Melbourne and St Kilda. That's not bad. It's, I don't think it's that bad at all. Um, like West Coast is going to be hard. That means a trip over to Perth.
1: Yeah. But even then, it's not a bad little test if you're going to go extend yourself and you're playing um, a couple of, well, what would be Melbourne-based games against yeah. teams who you might be fighting for the same positions. so it might really show where you're really at and you can test yourself against West Coast twice.
0: Yeah. The good thing for them, it means that they play Frio in Melbourne and they play West Coast in Melbourne so yep. they're I mean two teams I think just about everybody has in the top four so you're going yeah. to play them you've got your best chance to try and get away
1: yeah and if you look at their opening five games you've got Sydney away but then you've got Richmond Saints Melbourne and Essendon all at the MCG and so if you're where you think you are with the uh, the, in, list they've got. Yeah, the list you've got you'd be looking at being far, four and one after around five and really be able to set up um, the rest of your season around that so I think the key game against Richmond for the first MCG clash yep. in round two. You can really set up the confidence and the um, belief to take on the Saints, Melbourne and Essendon, one after the other, the MCG.
0: Make your own little you home there. Get some early early season momentum going.
1: Yeah, and with the young squad, you've got, um, I think, those morale boosters with yep. being four and one after round five, playing a lot at home, winning. Uh, I think that really shows on not only the training track, but on results. Uh, I think the younger players are more susceptible to that sort of influence whereas experienced players sort of can get themselves up for for the training and games.
0: Well I had the round one game against Sydney as one of their keys as well because they they have the they've played well against Sydney over the years they've had um, unreasonable positive results even though they haven't won all the time Um, and especially ANZ Stadium they seem to play that Fairly well, yeah. Um, and I think round one's a good time to get Sydney as well, because they tend to ease into the season a little bit.
1: Yeah, and more and more so with list uh, aging. You know, although they've cleaned a bit out now, so.
0: Um, and they uh, don't play Hawthorne until round 23, so that'll uh, be handy for them as yep. well. Um, the other key uh, aspect to their draw this year will be rounds 16 and 17. Because that's round 16 away at GWS and then round 17 away at Adelaide in Adelaide. Yep. And that's the first back-to-back road trip that Collingwood's had since 1995. Jesus. Not a bad fucking effort. I reckon. No wonder. i tell you what, no wonder everyone complains about Ian McGuire. But if you're a Collingwood supporter, fuck me, he's done well.
1: I reckon. I mean, everyone complains about the NRA, but they still lobby for shit that's in their favor <laughs> don't they?
0: <laughs> don't they? They do their fucking job. Yeah. 20 years. It's a back to back road trip.
1: Jesus Christ. Not well, bad at all. The but, homesickness is real for Collingwood players.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be very interesting how they go at Adelaide Oval against Adelaide. Yeah. That one.
1: It's always going to be a tough one. A uh, uh, real test for them as well, I think, that match. There will be two squads that will match up well against each other and pre play exciting footy.
0: Um, so, who are we looking for a big year from from Collingwood? Um, and it's, we can't say Swan and Pendlebury because they do the same thing year in, year out. Yeah. So, yeah. You just expect if you get the same from them, yep. that's not a big year. That's just expected. Yeah. So who you, who else you got?
1: Well, I think just the consistency from some of the players that showed what they they could possibly do, and that was um, at, like the ones I already mentioned who yeah. had good seasons. Chilor. Adams Chalor. And, uh, and I was it Chalor coming over? Yeah, Chalor's first yeah. year. Yeah. So you'd expect him to hit the ground running. Um, he gooey. took it was one of the players, few players that managed to escape GOS um, <laughs> without a fight. So. Well, except for other teams, but you expect him to be, you know, really putting his hand up and, and trying to cement his position in that starting squad.
0: Well, I'm I'm going all in on uh, yep. on Marley Williams, Marley Williams, double or nothing. I picked yep. him last year to have a big year, and he almost did it. So I'm saying he's going to have a big year this year, and might sneak into the All Australian squad, if yep. not the team, the the squad of forty. Yep. Um, and also Steel bottom I think it uh, he can have another big year. Yeah. And sh- he sh- he improved in 2015 and I hope he can do it again. Yeah. And then he, he can actually lay claim to, yep, I've him, you know what, could even put his hand up as the next captain. Yeah. If he has a great year.
1: And I think with the strong leaders they've got, the positions that these players are fighting for aren't like um leadership positions as people in other clubs might be. They yep. say like they're not going to have to put the team on their back. So the pressure on whether they do manage to get there or not isn't as much on the results of your club. But you're still fighting for your position, so you can concentrate on what you need to do. And I think that'll create sort of that rivalry for positions that'll make them really go forward and and train harder, play harder.
0: Yep. So if they're the who we're looking at for big years, who's on the chopping block for them? Who's in trouble in 2016 for Collingwood?
1: Well, this one might be a bit unpopular, but I reckon Jesse White really needs to prove...
0: Unpopular? Yeah. (laughs) I reckon everybody's thinking <laughs> Jesse White. Jesse fucking White.
1: Well, they seem to love him because they just remember the good things that he does. Like, he's a physical specimen Isn't he? of a man. Like, they've always said he should be a mixed martial arts fighter. He,
0: he is the Brendan Schaub of the AFL. Yeah, NFL. yeah,
1: yeah. And so I think he really needs to show some talent behind that physical um, set because he does freakishly athletic things and will play a couple of good games. But for the, if he had the right skills with that build, he should be dominating games.
0: Such a tease. Yeah. He's such a tease. Yeah. Like, he could he should be we should be talking about him around all Australian time yeah yeah exactly Dominated games imagine yeah. you know a cloak you look for two key position forwards yeah you got cloak and Jesse White yeah it's just so disappointing yeah um, and that they have some of the same failings in, in front of goal yeah there was a couple of times where he's missed key goals lately yeah again. and you know the every fourth game you play yeah. alright that can yeah. wear on you
1: and if he had the mindset and sort of the ability to read the play, he'd make an awesome send half back that ran straight through, yeah. like send half forward, centre-half back. And you could you could really free up a lot of your running players, making defence be accountable for him.
0: Well, especially with Collingwood, one of their weaknesses has been in the ruck yeah. um, in, in recent seasons. And he's sort of that half-time ruckman as well. Yeah. And he hasn't done his job yeah. there, yep. um, either. Somebody like uh, Kurt Tippett, who has done that half-time ruckman job yeah. well for Sydney. You'd hope for that kind of effort. Yep. Um, but yeah, when Sydney uh, got Tippett and lost Jesse White, I think they weren't that disappointed. Yeah,
1: they, they knew something.
0: So you've got to argue, you've got to start thinking about what are you doing with him? Especially, yep. uh, yes, that's the other reason um, for uh, Jesse White's got to be worried. Darcy Moore is uh, entering his second season now. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's still small. Yeah. Um but you can see that the, the cogs are ticking yep. over in him and he, he's got a footballer's brain. Yeah. Oh obviously his old man was a fucking legend. Yeah. Um if his body starts to catch up and he gets used to the rigours of uh playing against men, yeah, like Jesse White's not gonna have a choice. Yeah. Um and I think it's gonna happen sooner or later, it's whether he can hold it off for another year. Yeah. He could have just
1: been the training partner. <laughs> hold it
0: off until he gets another contract sign.
1: Yeah. It was uh, for the Bulls that Kept their job though. No. One of the players might have been for San Antonio who only kept their spot in the team because they were the Michael Jordan of their training sessions. Right, so he, they? he was the one that they said, All right, you could be Michael, you do what he does, and we will figure out how we've got to beat Michael. Fair enough, and that was his only job.
0: <laughs> I know there was one player for the Bulls whose job was to be Dennis Robbins' friend. <laughs> yeah, fuck who was that? I forget that. No, anyway, um. Uh, The other person I thought uh, is going to have a a hard year is McCaffer as well. Yeah. So I was a massive fan of McCaffer. Yeah. Um, The the job he did, not injuring Gary Ablett, but when he played on Gary Ablett and those other players, the second best tagger in the competition behind Ryan Crowley. Yeah. Um, But now he's had a full year and a half out um, and like you said, uh, against the Tigers, was it Levi Greenwood who tagged yeah. Cochin out? Yeah. So there's somebody else there who can do what he yeah. does. Yeah. So if he comes back as a tagger, he's got to show that he can still run with the best in the competition. Yeah. Because it's no point in him going in and tagging Basha Hooley. Yeah. You know, he has to tag Martin or Cochin. You know, yeah. He's got to take the top tier. Yeah. If he can't do it, then you've got to start to ask, what else do you do?
1: Yeah. And when you look at the Collingwood squad, like we've spoken about, They've got the pieces there to be able to have a top eight side. Yep. It's just a matter of where it's they go- step up. Because so we're talking about the, we've got a couple of taggers there who you can go up against Fife, uh, um, Hodge, and, and teams like that. Where you've got to isolate one player and get them out of the game. Plus, if you've got someone who can dominate the half back, like if Jesse White stands up, then you've really sealed their ability to um, get out of your attacking fifty quickly. Yep. And you got you've to- got the options of forward pressure with. Um, if Cloak can come out a bit and yeah. you've got Elliot who can pick up a bit of slack there and you've got your young runners like Treloar that are coming to the squad, Adams as well. You've really got the pieces for a potent potent team. You've got to pull it all together and stay healthy.
0: Yeah, they, they've got all the pieces. You're right. They don't have excuses anymore. Um, yeah. Injuries were shocking. Um, that's granted, but if you have two years of shocking injuries, you've got to go, well, mate, something yeah. else is going on here. Exactly. Um, the other big chopping block I've put down is Nathan Buckley. Yeah. Now, I know he's a favourite son and I know he's got the, the favour of the, the brass Yeah. but the simple fact is if they finish let's say less than 12th if they finish 13th this year yeah, that's six years in a row they've slid down the ladder. Yeah. I don't care how many pieces of the puzzle you've got together yep. that's very hard to argue. And
1: they still have uh, Robert Harvey
0: as yep. assistant. Yep.
1: Now look Robert Harvey's been a person that hasn't been spoken about a whole lot since he retired. But he's been in there learning his coaching duties and taking his time as an apprentice.
0: He's been at Collingwood for a long, long time. Like
1: players should. When you look at the yep. players who are around his era like Hurd, um, Voss, even though they are a bit after his era, yep. who went straight into coaching and got put to the sword. Knights uh, as well. Yep. Robert Harvey's been just doing his quite a little apprenticeship there amongst winning teams and seeing a couple of different real strong coaches.
0: Been, been around the traps. Yeah. yeah,
1: so you have to think someone who was as smart as as him on the field, plus that extra education he's done being the apprentice to a couple of great coaches. You have to be getting ready for, for the step up to the, the big role.
0: Well, I don't know if he's put his hand up for any of the roles that have been going around. No. But you, maybe he knows that like, yep. I'm, I'm next in line here if that if push comes to shove. Well,
1: there's a theory. Maybe with their first five games, you're going to really tell where this squad is sitting, with yep. the teams they're playing in the top five. in. If it doesn't go good, maybe you could see them put the axe to Buckley you know three quarters way through and give Harvey a couple of games in the season. They are,
0: they are already talking about uh, signing contract extensions yep. um, which is you know the Collingwood way that, but at the same time because they are such a rich club they could sign to an extension in round two yep. or pre-season and then sack him by round ten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they make probably what they're going to have to pay him out with um, ticket sales and membership draws and whatever else they it do for matter. fundraising. They'll have no trouble recouping that 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 funds. Um,
0: so, on the whole of it then, where is 2016 headed?
1: Well, uh, see, Collingwood were a real tough one because you just didn't see how good they could be, yep. plus the additions. And I couldn't find a tangible reason to put them in front of some other clubs. I've got them finishing 10th.
0: Yeah, I've got them 12th, almost for the bit of the same reason. I think that their their average skill level is really, really good. Yeah. You just, if two or three of them go up. Yeah. But the, their pickups are still, I think they're still just one year off it. Yeah. Um, which I think it might be good enough. Even if they finish 12th, that's not a slide.
1: Yeah. I think You've that. turn turned it around. If,
0: if they had the exact same year where their losses against the top sides were honourable. Yeah. Um, I think you, you can justify, all right, we're ready for 2017. Yeah, we're, we're really going to have a crack at it. Yeah, um, but you, geez, you want to do it before Pendlebury and Swan get too old?
1: Yeah, bloody oath. And if you've got the talent in there to be able to have that knowledge passed on, yep. A uh, couple of people who have come home for that, so you know they're going to stick around for as long as you want them.
0: Really. So um, and Josh isn't here, but he's picked them as twelfth as well. So same as me. Yeah. So, but if Collingwood made the eighth. Would not surprise me.
1: That's it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the eight and wouldn't be disappointed either. But just on paper, I couldn't take out, say, Bulldogs. Couldn't take out Richmond because they're surprised. <laughs> but Adelaide, I think, just got that home ground advantage where you not give them a few extra wins on a season based on the fact that they play a lot at home. Um, Bulldogs, I think, looking pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just can't put them above those teams. But well, the, wouldn't surprise me. The good
0: thing is... Like we said, they played the Bulldogs twice. Yeah. And I think that'll be telling um, for them. But at the moment, I'd put the Bulldogs above them. Yeah. Um, which is why I've got them uh, 12th. Actually, I might uh, amend that to 11th. Because yeah. I had Essendon above them. And I yeah. think that they'll comfortably take care of Essendon now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Essendon have slipped down pretty much to second last, haven't they? How about not this football? then? If
0: Essendon beat Collingwood on Anzac Day, Buckley gets sacked. Yeah. That's not good enough. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I can't see it happening though. Yeah. I think it'll be an absolute pumping. Yep. Um, So there we go, Collingwood fans. Enjoy.
1: Yep. Good luck.